0: Keycard presents Back Issue Blood Path with your hosts, Andrew Young and Padula Neal. Nothing says epic love story like. Recreating moments from movies across Europe. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young.
1: I'm Patola Neal.
0: And this week we're covering a love story, kind of. Like it's a love story. It's like the first chapter of a love story. It's the build up to the, you know, like all great love stories. They're they're long and they're complicated. This one is definitely complicated. The uh, the characters in this story have a lot of complications they have to overcome in their own personal lives. And that is A Thing Called Truth from Image, from the Shadowline imprint, written by Yolanda Zanfardino, with art by Elisa Romboli. Now, Petula, you had picked up this story as it was coming out, correct? I picked up The Trade, actually.
1: Oh, okay. Sometimes when I go
0: out with comic book friends, and
1: this outing was with a friend who's a big fan of the four kids walk into a bank, that kind of like independent side of things i like to just buy stuff based on the cover sometimes but there's a great place near us called sidekick that also has drinks including like comic book themed drinks and it's got comic books and then there's places to sit in the front and the back this was a long tangent already wow (laughs) listeners i'm sorry anyway I literally judge this book by the cover partially because the energy that the two people on the front were giving, it was kind of reminding me of Runaways a bit. It okay. was a bit, it it plucked the part of my heart that loves still sort of Chase and Gert together because you sort of have a, a blonde individual with a cheesy grin and then like a nerdy ear person with glasses and <laughs> I don't know anything about it when I'm looking at the cover, but I'm assuming that there's some sort of like adventures on the road, but like the way their hands are like almost touching, touching. I'm like, okay, they're going to hook up, which, you know, happens. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Sometimes a cover tells you a lot without telling you a lot. And I just like this. So yeah, yeah.
0: totally. And it's very much like an odd couple adventure romance story where you have Dr. Meg's trauma. She's a uh, a scientist who's uh, basically been working nonstop and like to the point where it's cost her, her social life, her married life, everything, trying to find a way to dramatically reduce the cost of medical administration around the world, making it so it's easier so that everybody can get proper medical care. And she's kind of found out this breakthrough and she's ready to like go somewhere with it but the fact that she's kind of abandoned all that stuff and been obsessed with just doing the job was used by her employers to just basically push her out of the company say that she needed medical leave when they were just letting her go really so they could profit off her findings without having her be part of it and so they can do whatever they want with it sell it to the highest bidder as opposed to doing what she wanted and get it out to the people, you know, so that everybody could benefit from it, the rich, the poor, everybody. And the characterization of her
1: behavior as erratic and obsessive, and that's theirs. Like, that's what they're doing. She's got a calling, has come up with something truly yeah, revolutionary. Yeah. They have called
0: her erratic and obsessive, but yeah. in, in actuality, she's somebody who's a workaholic. That's what so she has caused damage to her own life, but not on a level that it affects like, you know, that it actually is, you know, something. Is it damage? I mean, I don't know. She She doesn't seem to like, Okay, she has
1: the ex in her phone as exasperating ex-husband. It seems like they just never really got her.
0: Yeah, I'm not really talking about the people in her life. I'm talking about the fact that she's never really gotten to live life. You know what I mean? That's the one thing that she's missing as she comes into this story. At the same time, we have Dorian Wildfang, a woman whose mother died of an incurable condition. And her brother has just passed from it as well. And she has not gotten tested to see if she also has the condition or not because she doesn't want to know. So she's living every day like it's her last and trying to fulfill her brother's last wishes because he put together his own kind of bucket list based on things that he saw in movies that he'd love to do himself so her goal is to go and do all those things before she dies and that's when these two people run into each other when dorian steals dr meg's car which she happens to be sleeping in the back of after getting very drunk after getting fired it starts off with a
1: classic kind of fan fiction favorite trope, or rom com favorite trope, sort of enemies to lovers, basically. Yeah. So it's you the, have it's the a,
0: classic at odds meet cute. Yeah,
1: and throw in sort of crime and across uh, Europe adventure. And I think you could pick up this book. And if you're not paying close attention to the art, the way the characters are even drawn, the car thief slash person using the permission of the brother to not deal with their grief. Like they're very androgynous. These are the kinds of books, kids, that, that people are, are warning you about that they want <laughs> to ban because it's tricking you into thinking that being queer is OK because <laughs> you might not know at first. That it's two lady type people that are meeting cute and perhaps eventually going to, you know, have some sort of interaction that is more than a a friendly handshake.
0: Yeah, no, totally. One who, of course, is very openly gay. The other who is finding this out about herself, which if she had have lived some life and not spent her entire time obsessed with getting her job done, she might have found out sooner. That's what I was saying before. Well, I mean, she had a calling to help save lives. And I agree with that. What I'm saying is you do have to find a balance in your life, or you might miss out on the best things that you could ever have. Life does move pretty fast. Uh,
1: (laughs) I just think... so many of our, our male characters in comic books look at E. Reed Richards. We acknowledge that their uh, work habits are often at the expense of their relationships, but it's just sort of like taken as something with the character and maybe not always kind of characterized in the same way. Uh,
0: but, but we right. at the same that time, But we also usually yeah. say that in yeah. those same breaths that Reed Richards is a prick. Yeah. So you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So the fact yeah. that he sacrificed his entire life, and not actually focused on living life, and just focused on the job, is what made him a prick. So there you go. Yeah. I
1: mean, she did get married at one point, but not all marriages work out. I'm just, I'm very protective of her, I feel like. uh,
0: (laughs) And again, I like her. This is why I'm saying (laughs) it's good to see her get out there and live life. And in fact, that's what this whole story is about, is her finding how she needs to experience life and she's almost experiencing it for the first time and dorian has brought this out of her you know listeners, this is me
1: stuff that i'm bringing to this book uh, <laughs> i have been let go from a job before i have been let go from job before where I was like working from sunup to sundown and got very burnt out and got to the point where like all I was doing was work and then was characterized as being like aggressive at work it's like you know what maybe if you ever let me sleep or were nice to me or or paid me what everybody else who did the same job was making maybe I wouldn't be so grumpy but instead they just fried me and then tossed me out so maybe this is my stuff so we'll put a pin in this (laughs) for now But yeah, it's very that like, yes, did she need a break? Did she need to like, was this a great opportunity to travel across Europe with this like hot stranger? Absolutely. Was it a voluntary? Was it a choice? Or was it? It was not
0: a choice. It it, was thrust upon her. Yes.
1: There were a series of non-choices. She didn't choose to not have her job anymore. She didn't choose to go on this trip. Uh, She was again, being a responsible adult and not driving her car drunk sleeping it off in the back seat and then wakes up to find out her car has been taken by hot stranger and they've driven halfway across Europe already by the time she wakes up
0: right, right. yeah
1: so does she ha- end up having a good time yes does she end up forging a-, a deeper relationship with hot stranger and getting away from her problems but you're still waiting for her when she gets back like there's people waiting to possibly cart her off to an asylum just based on like the word of her former employers and exasperating ex-husband who is now realizing maybe instead of I don't know complaining about his woman at work all the time and how erratic she was being and actually helping these people build a case to like toss her and possibly non-consensually commit her maybe he just should have minded his business or looked at his choices or perhaps wondered maybe why she was never into it in bed maybe she really just wanted a lady instead I don't know I'm very protective (laughs) of her and I feel like um, this could be a very light, fun, meet, cute road trip book for people, or you could read it three ideas. <laughs>
0: Yes, you can read the way you did. Either way, it's great. And again, the thing that's funny is that you're very protective of her, but I like Dr. Mags, and I like the fact that she does, even though it isn't her plan, she does go on this adventure and find stuff out about herself. Yeah. I would
1: love to see a limited series. Like, this would be a great, like, you know, British kind of like they're just going to do one season kind of BBC Sky show. I would love to see this live action. It's so cute.
0: Right, right. No, totally. And, Thing is, when this whole road trip starts happening and Dr. Maggs is an involuntarily driven across Europe by Dorian, who didn't even know she was there, they kind of set up some ground rules because Dorian really doesn't want to talk about why she's taking this road trip. She doesn't want to tell her about the condition that she doesn't know she might have as well, that has basically taken her family from her. So they make like the ground rule of no personal questions because with no personal questions, there's no judgment. And they just agree to go on this trip and do all the moments that her brother has written down in the book. But of course, Dr. Mags doesn't even know it's her, her dead brother's book. She just knows that it's a book that somebody put together wanting to recreate all these movie moments. There's moments where they have these great scenes where they do actually recreate moments in a movie and they're happy and everything. But you can tell Dorian is loving it and is incredibly sad at the same time because she's like, wow, I'm amazed by Mags. I'm so happy that I'm experiencing this with her but she doesn't know that i could die any second and so there's that pain undercutting every happy moment that the two have throughout most of the book
1: yeah and for someone who's also not dealing with stuff we do occasionally cut back to meg's like professional and personal life and the fact that her office has reported her as missing and now there's police running through her apartment and it's a whole thing and yeah, she hasn't as- checked back once and she's ignoring the calls from exasperating her ex-husband so they're both definitely right. doing a lot of not dealing with things
0: and yeah on that level as well you get to see also the exasperated ex-husband realizing that there's something more up to this than what the bosses are telling him and all that sort of stuff and so we see that progression as well but when it gets to the end of the story we have the great final connection between the two but there's so many threads from the whole fact of like what mags is left behind what's happening there and what might happen next? Will she convince her to get the test to find out if she too also has this condition? All those things are all still hanging in the air. So I really want to see a second series for this.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know if this is like a happy ending or a tragic middle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because it's like <laughs> they two the two people finally connect and, you know, are dealing with the feelings they have with one another, but they still haven't dealt with any of the feelings they have for anything else.
1: And, and some classic rom-com in the airport stuff for that. That big moment which is just great which is again why I'm like can I just get this as like a short limited British series that I'll end up watching on Netflix or something please because this looks fantastic like I started casting into in my head with like all sorts of people and it's just it could do so many things I, yeah. I love this I love this the the panel of the kind of airport where having the big boombox over the head moment all of that it's great this is classic stuff and it almost makes you forget much like they have that they have a whole bunch of other stuff going on that's not resolved yeah i don't know if the book is like tricking you into acting like them but <laughs> like the last few pages i forget all of their other problems that they should be addressing
0: <laughs> yes yes yeah. and then mortality just, uh, a life that you've left behind that could when you go back could be in complete disarray because you're being framed up as something that you're not All that stuff is there, but yeah, those last few pages, they kind of slide into very much the classic, you're the one I want kind of moment, and...
1: Yeah, was actually over. running through an airport, yeah little, little Jojen Reed, like that whole bit. Like yeah, it's and then, that.
0: And then you get to the end of it and it's like that's the last big splash page, and it's like, oh, that's great. And then you're like, Huh, wait a second, but we haven't covered this. So that is there another issue? Oh no, it's five of five. This is the last issue. Huh. So there's gotta be another series coming. So I'm hoping that it sells well so that there is.
1: I mean, I feel like this is again and the the Johnson one, the the one I like, the adventure, adventure man yeah that the original kind of ended but not ended like it felt like no
0: the original original run of the adventure man comics did not end
1: it didn't end but like that feeling at the end of it when we weren't sure when or if there was going to be more i was like i'm okay with this and you were not okay with it
0: (laughs) yeah and with this 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 is not as bonk you over the head there's no ending ending because they do give a mini ending here with the relationship becoming a possibility actually becoming a thing as opposed to two people you know not talking about it so there's some people that can read the end of that and go okay and they figure their shit out and she goes and takes the test and she's okay and they live happily ever after so the reader can make that decision for themselves right now but then people other people like myself are like no i want to see what the writer's intent was for the rest of this story because you've given us the big catharsis of like oh two people realizing love but you haven't given us a resolution to all the shit that they have to deal with and i really want to know what's going to happen to all that shit
1: maybe it is all bad after and maybe they just decided to rewind to the good part and stop there
0: i'm trying to figure out which movie you do that with (laughs)
1: Its- it's like sort of the the sliding doors one, where depending on which version of the the Gwyneth uh making the subway not making the subway, yeah, yeah, that's a tube, what have you, I don't know was that when she was like pretending to be British a lot, yeah,
0: yeah oh, she's yeah, she's British in that film, yeah,
1: yeah it it's a different movie, but it's not one story isn't a hundred percent better than the other story,
0: oh, of course, not, but yeah. with sliding doors at the end, those two stories reconnect yeah and become one story with the possibility of it being the perfect story this right now didn't have two ventures this had one venture that it's like, ooh, we finally gotten to this is where these characters should be, but we want to see where they go next. I don't
1: know. I'm happy for them where they are, and maybe it is gonna all be trash after. Maybe this is the apex of their lives, this moment in the airport, and then everything else is bad. Maybe let's just let them have this and live in this moment.
0: So you basically what you're saying is is that maybe everything that happens after is like real life. Is that basically? <laughs> Where all the bad things just happen.
1: I mean, things happen. It's a weird time, listeners. I don't know. Here's the thing. I like this book. I do want more. I like this book, too. I, I definitely, when I was looking up the artist and the writer, seeing that they have another book that I probably would have bought just based on the, like, I bought this one based on the cover. I'd probably buy Alice in Leatherland based on the title. <laughs> the
0: name, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So here's the thing. If, if these creators just want to keep giving me like the happy of a story or like take like my favorite weird tropes and then put them in uh non-conventional or trick the kids into reading a queer story, I mean, I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah. They don't really trick the kids here. Come on. No. Don't use, don't use, you know, those other people's language. Yeah. Use real language here.
1: Yeah. But in a way it's, I do like it because depending on your home situation, if you're a younger reader, you could have this laying around the house and like get away with it. Cause it doesn't necessarily look like what's inside, right. but it does look like what's inside. If you know what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Like it's right there on the tin, but it also is queer people. They're just like us. So, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like- it's sad that people need to be told that, but yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can have uh enemies to lovers meet cute and have it just be two people and it doesn't matter like what the gender assigned at birth or identified gender of the previous partners or other things about these people are. If they form a relationship and that's not the point of the book, the point Mm -hmm. of the book is that our lives are messy and they're in denial and they kind of go on this road trip to not deal with it and then fall in like have like a moment, but maybe the moment after. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'll compare the ending of this to the ending of the first speed movie where we are warned throughout by adorable, honestly peak beefcake Keanu when he and Sandy talk about relationships that start in a stressful conditions so don't last. And they don't because it's Jason Patrick in
0: Speed Two. But we don't talk about speed two. <laughs> you can't make a film called Speed and it be about a luxury liner. That's just not not how things (laughs) work
1: i mean but i can still look back even though i know speed 2 exists and i i like i like what you're doing to the denial it's great I know speed 2 exists, but anytime I rewatch speed, I'm just as happy. Like when they come sliding out of that bus on the little roly yeah. thing yeah. and they're all tangled up in each other. And yes, that's not the real ending because there's more stuff
0: after that, but it's just, it's great. No, totally. Well, they, yeah. But you bring out an interesting point as well. Is that because
1: to me mentally, that's always the ending, but I always forget. Oh yeah. Then there's the other stuff they go drop off and it, he goes into the subway and she's dumb and gets out of the truck and or the policemen are better at their jobs and aren't watching her And she gets out of the truck and gets kidnapped. Yada, yada, yada. Almost get blown up again.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. But you bring up an interesting point there is that, so the final page that we see of this book, it's a big splash page. It's a big kiss. It's very dramatic and romantic and very film like, which fits in with the theme of the the book. But what's going to happen after that kiss is done is Mag's going to be like, Oh, this totally works for me now. Or is she going to be in denial about it? Because this is the first physically romantic moment between the two of them in the book. Well, well,
1: the, the hand stuff oh yeah there was the a are right not 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 the way you think
0: not that kind of hand not, stuff. No. not the
1: way i normally yeah. mean it the pg hand stuff yeah. there you go yeah, yeah have this, you it's, ever it's... had one of those moments where like your hands like on a railing or on a surface or something and somebody's just like right next to it and it sort of edges over that oh my gosh listener that stuff's like just magic like yeah really no great. no
0: yeah. i i had it i had it relatively recently so let's move on yeah. uh
1: <laughs> yeah But yeah, so that stuff, they do. Like, this is some classic rom-com stuff. This is good stuff. I would watch the you know, film somewhere in near North Ontario, even adaptation of this, that would be slightly less fun. Like where would they drive around? Like parts of Ontario? I don't know. Maybe parts of Canada?
0: The it's a big nickel mine.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we're so spread out. Like it would have to be, you'd have to have some sort of adjusted, or if they wanted to reenact things from films, I don't know, different Canadian films? Like, I don't know, episodes of Beachcombers? Like what would you do? No, there's
0: there's actually a, why well, you know, this is a wide yeah. variety of great Canadian films. They just don't get watched. That that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
1: maybe they'd need to drive more through Quebec because there's just like better, like more films.
0: Like yeah, definitely. there's a hell of a lot more Quebec
1: films definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah you could do stuff from Crazy, stuff from Bunk Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> maybe I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. But, but like what I'm trying to say though, the classic rom-com trope though as well is the, sometimes the big moment of affection is followed by a moment of denial. Yeah. Like this isn't going to work type thing. So is that what's going to happen immediately after? Or is she immediately going to be like, wait a second, this is what I've been looking for all my life and just commit to it. Could go either way. Yeah. Both would be interesting.
1: I'm excited. Or we'll never get the rest of the story either way. And then we'll I... just have to
0: write the story <laughs> on our own heads, which again, some of the best novels in the world are that. That. Some of the best movies in the world are that. Is that it ends with a lot of questions and you get to decide those for yourself.
1: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when you said I love <laughs>
0: the insight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when you said some of the best. Unfortunately, like my mind went straight to like kind of the most successful fanfic, uh, which is like Fifty Shades of Grey. I was like oh, Also <laughs> Like it's not bad, bad, but it's just like
0: Although I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, I feel like The Secretary is kind of like the PG version of that. Hmm. You remember The Secretary, right?
1: The the Gyllenhaal joint where she's yeah, like, and
0: Spader is the guy. Yeah.
1: You, which one is the PG one? I don't know. Mind? Me,
0: I would have thought Fifty Shades of Grey would be much more much more risque. If it's it a much
1: more risque, but I mean, Secretary, there's the there's a lot of crawling.
0: Well, yeah. They, well, it is. Yeah, it is a story about the whole yeah. master. Kind of. Yeah. 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 All right. So it's all, none of it's PG. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Again, listener, the tangents this week, entirely my fault. I started us off down this winding road. So this really, is all yeah. oh my bad. So
0: really, the, yeah. the point we're trying to get to is that this is a fun read. And if you're looking for like a rom-com, this has all the good stuff you want from a rom-com. All the tropes without the cliches.
1: Yeah. And the art is like very colorful and joyful. So even while like their lives are both like very messy, like the art is just full enthusiasm. And it, di- it did really remind me of almost like a... A mix of og runaways and newer runaways especially some of the rainbow roll stuff where it's very um like mix of talking head serious comic book stuff but then also like fun little animated characters they do the kind of travel by maps flash yeah. to show as they're moving between places and it's sort of like almost like kind of anime style of like their little heads like out of the side of the car with like <laughs> hey guys or what's going on as we like move through europe so that's that's like just visually, it takes like something that could be really depressing, which is maybe this one moment in these last few pages is like going to be the best moment of these people's lives. And then everything before was messy and everything after is going to be disastrous, but it makes it feel so fun and light and bright and you forget. And maybe that's what the point of this is. Maybe this is to just
0: be get like, lost in the moment,
1: get lost in the moment and enjoy yourself and maybe make out with like a hot former stranger somewhere.
0: Yeah, there you go. I also think that uh, Elisa did a great job with the look of these two characters because even in their presentation, they're diametrically opposed, you know? It's like you've got this person who's like very, like Mags is very like full-bodied and like has like, like kind of like an energy coming off the page of like, oh my God, this is going to be a lot, you know? Whereas Dorian, very, in, even in the style of how she looks, looks is very secretive very sleek very you know like almost you know like she could be a secret agent type look you know even though she does have the free spirit style her own body type is very mysterious in a way
1: well her her body type and her clothing and her styling visually is very much that of the ultimate i'll turn your girl person like <laughs> it's it's very shane from l word it's very that right so it's i'm gonna wear kind of a droopy t-shirt or tank top but it's gonna have like deep armholes, so you can kind of see like side bra but my build is kind of athletic and it doesn't look like i'm trying but i'm like super hot yeah. it's that <laughs> yeah. like it's it's it screams queer but it says it in a way that is very like i'm comfortable in what i'm doing but it's also kind of on purpose like i'm aware that i look hot like this like it's that right like the boots that are like mostly laced up the kind of like the hair slicked back it's like yeah also my face pretty but my haircut and the way I style it is very reminiscent of my brother and some of that could be that they are more mask presenting some of it could just be that they also are some of what they do is a bit to feel closer to their brother mm-hmm. who's not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, yeah, Meg's is like very the classic. It's almost too on the nose because they go hard in the rom-com paint here because her hair is up all the time and she's got glasses and we know she works a lot and she's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know who that is. Like, we're we're just gonna go for straight ahead. Sixpence on the Ristler gonna play "Kiss Me" in the background and like see what Rachel Lee Cook.
0: You could yeah. just say she's all that. You could yeah. just say she's all that. But instead, you wanted to be like, yeah. Yeah. You're like I'm gonna mention as many touch points as I can here. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, I art- always
0: preferred Rachel Lee Cook's performance <laughs> in the "This Is Your Brain on Drugs" commercial. Yeah. That was uh, that was always. Uh, good performance. My Apex
1: Mountain kitchen. for her is still um, Josie and the Pussycat, which is arguably one of the greatest satires of our time and definitely ahead of its time.
0: Oh, yeah, because nobody got it at the time. Yeah. And
1: yeah. honestly, while the Josie songs are great, I feel like they really brought it with DuJour's Backdoor Lover. Again,
0: <laughs> tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the blame for that one. I, I I'm your backdoor yeah. lover.
1: anyway um yeah they the art is very joyful and youthful but they're dealing with some of the darkest kind of adult things that we all have to deal with so the art itself is an escape from what they're not thinking about talking about yeah totally
0: romboli's artwork is very very happy and zan fardino is talking about some very deep and dark subject matter so it's a great juxtaposition totally i agree with you on that so it's very obvious that we're saying you should check it out it's available in trade now and you can also get it digitally from image comics pick it up wherever you can and uh, check it out absolutely there we go Uh (laughs) So we've got to the end of another episode of Tula. Tell the good folks where they can find you. At
1: com On Twitter at Obesa Kantawit, O B E S A C A N T A V I T. And here with you.
0: And of course, you can find me at GeekardShow.com. All the stuff I do is there. You can follow me on Twitter at Geekard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Back Bloodbath. We post new episodes there every week. Of course, the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Beat it the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, the Google Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. We'll be there. Just look us up. And hey, if you want more great content from the Geekard crew, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash definitely check it out there because it helps out all the stuff we do including this very program you're listening to right now this has been back to you will Beth I've been Andrew Young I've been Beto have yourself a good